Welcome to The Marketing Hive, a podcast for helping you navigate the world of digital marketing. We are your hosts, Kate Smoothie and Amy Cook, and today we are talking all about lead magnets. We're talking about all the different types, how you can create them and when to use them. But before we start, let's cover off some basics on lead magnets for those of you who aren't as familiar with them. So Amy, why don't you talk us through what is a lead magnet? Yeah, uh, well, basically a lead magnet is a really good, and I think, easy thing you can do um, to get people for example on your email list and things like that and an email list uh, sorry a lead magnet can be anything that's kind of like I guess like a resource um, that you're giving some value you're giving to your customer that's going to help them but in a way that you know isn't kind of one-to-one interaction with you for example. Yeah I agree completely so it's like a free it's a free, really useful, I guess, I guess it depends. We're going to cover off what all the different types of lead magnets are. But yeah, it's like a resource, something that's free, easy to use. It's not always um, like you make it once and you just deliver it out every time. Sometimes it is more unique to that individual. But the idea is it's something that you're offering for free with the exchange of an email address um, or something else similar attached to it. But generally speaking, an email address to get them on your email list. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of one of the reasons why you'd use one is it's really about trying to, you know, get your target audience or people who might potentially want to buy from you. And that's sort of a way of, you know, getting them over to your email list with a lead magnet. And then you can nurture them along a journey to then want to purchase from you later down the line, you know, if they start to get into a financial position to be able to do that. Absolutely. Um, and just one thing to note, we are going to cover off email lists and nurturing people through emails and all that kind of stuff in another episode but what you need to know for now if you haven't done any email marketing is this is a really essential thing to do in your business really early on so even if you don't know what you're going to do with that person once they're on your email list first of all Amy and I are going to help you do that in another episode but it's really important you have a lead magnet and you start growing your email list now so that by the time you have those things in place you've already got some contacts to email out to. There's never, it's never, ever too early to start. I think I started my first lead magnet like in my first month of business. Yeah. Just because I read about it and I was like, do you know what? This makes sense to me. I don't know what I'm going to do with this person, but I want their email address. Yeah, exactly that. Um, so cool. Let's dive into the lead magnets themselves because there is loads and we've got some to cover. Um, so the first one I wanted to talk about is quizzes. Now, quizzes are ones that you probably see most often on websites, or that's a great place that they can be. Um, And basically, this is kind of like, for example, if you um, are a product-based business, you could do a quiz, um, you know, on finding the right style for yourself. Um, And then it could guide the person through a quiz, answering a series of questions, they get the answers, and then at the end of it, Um, They can, you know, input their email address to then get the results, for example. Um, It could be, for example, if you are a service-based business, it could be, for example, if I'm doing SEO and someone lands on the site to, you know, figure out what kind of SEO support they need, you can go through a series of questions, get the right answers, and then the end of it, it could be that they get their, they give me their email, and then it sends them you know, a proposal or something to say, this is the service I think is right for you. So these are, I guess, really good for websites and that kind of journey on 
you know, getting people to work what you want from them. Um, and you can use them in a lot of different ways, actually. Like when you were just saying that, I'm like, you could, for a product-based business, like instantly when you were talking about that, I was like skincare. So it could be yeah. like, what's what's the right, what's your skin type? So you'd answer a yeah. few questions and then you direct them to the products that are suitable for them. Whereas if you're service-based, you can obviously direct them to your services. Um, I've also seen some people do it, service-based businesses where they'll be like, so I think this might have been a brand designer. And it was like, what's your... Is it like your brand archetype or what is yeah, your brand yeah. style or whatever? And you get an answer at the end. So you get that fun thing that you get with a quiz at the end where you do get an answer. But ultimately, you are still putting your email address in before you get the answer any which way. So that is how you, as in the business owner, are getting their information in exchange for the quiz. But then obviously, there are lots of different ways you can deliver the quiz. Like we've just said, lots of different ways that can work. Um in terms of how you deliver that, there are lots of different tools online. It massively depends on your website platform as well as to what the easiest way for you to be is going to integrate that. So I would recommend taking your website platform, Googling that alongside Quiz Generator, and you will find a tool that will help you do that. If your website platform doesn't have anything built in, you also can probably find completely external Quiz Generators that will help you do that as well. I have read... I have no study myself to back this up because I have not made a quiz. I have read that they are one of the highest converting lead magnets. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it is that thing because people are curious, aren't they? So they probably like, yeah. to, like to know an answer at the end as such. And the quiz is fun. Like yeah. you think about when you were younger and you would fill in like, you know, remember like the magazines would have like yeah. quizzes and whatever. Like it's just fun. It's a really easy thing to take part in. So um, I think if it feels right for your business to have a quiz, it could be a really, really good um, time investment for you to build one. Yeah, definitely. So moving on to the next one. So this is one where I've got a little bit of area of expertise. I'm hoping that all of you have a copy of my SEO checklist, but if you do not, then I recommend going and downloading it. We'll link it in the show notes because now we're going to talk about checklists. And aside from the fact that my SEO checklist is super helpful, it's a really good example of a checklist as a lead magnet. So even if you're downloading it just so you can have a little peek and see what I'm doing, I recommend doing so. Um, basically with a checklist, um, so I created mine using Adobe InDesign, but actually you can do it on Canva, which is probably much easier. But as a designer, I always tend to lean into like my advanced tools. Um, I think even Canva's probably even got some templates for checklists. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Canva, most people would probably go to Canva. Um, yeah, I yeah. think and they probably have some really easy to use checklists. Um, so as with my SEO checklist, this is an on-page SEO checklist. So the idea is that, you can run through with your page to one side and the checklist to the other and check that you are doing all of those things that I'm recommending you do for on-page SEO. You could do this for anything. It could be an Instagram profile checklist, um, business finance checklist, freelancers, startup checklist, like anything you could do as a checklist. I feel like it's a really versatile lead magnet option. 100%. I also think it is probably one of the easiest because yeah, it's basically like a process of what you would do as a business owner. So like if you are a coach and you have like a checklist that you follow for each client, you can repurpose that as a checklist to then, you know, get people onto your email list, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. If like I know loads of people or like lots of VAs, for example, always try to do like, you know, 
promotions around Dubsado and the benefits of that. So again, a checklist on how to set up your Dubsado or something like that would be so beneficial to your audience. And also it's something you do all the time yeah. that it would be so quick and easy to make. Yeah, my initial, so I think my SEO checklist was my first lead magnet that I ever made and it did not take me long to make at all. I have, what I have done as it's become such a valuable lead magnet for me and my business, I have just adapted it over time. Yeah. So it was like a one page thing. Now it's three pages and I've added more things to it and what have you. And you can make it as advanced or as simple as you want. Um, but it is, like you're saying, it's so easy to put together compared to a quiz where you have to map it all out. A checklist yeah. is I'm just going to write down a list of everything I do within this specific thing within my business. Like with Dubsado, you could even go really niche and be like Dubsado automations you have to have, for example, yeah, and exactly. like put it as a checklist and people will be interested. It's easy yeah. for them to consume um, and it's valuable. Exactly. Yeah. Um, cool. So the next one is... Um, which again is probably another quick, easy win. Um, and this is probably mainly better for product-based businesses, I would say, but you can use it as a service-based business as well, especially if I guess you have um, lower, more accessible services, but basically like discounts. Um, so for product-based businesses, it could be free shipping, 10% off something. Um, you could even use 10% off something if you're a service-based business and you you know, sell a template or, you know, a one-off workshop or something like that. Um, but these are, you know, everyone loves a discount. Who doesn't? Yeah. Like the second you get, you know, a clothing brand or whatever email you saying, you know, last chance, 50% off, you 100% go and look. So if, you know, to get people on your email, if you've got straight away, you know, 10% off your first order or whatever that may look like, you're probably going to be more likely to one, get people to purchase because they're going to not want to miss that offer. Um, and two, they're going to want to, you know, get it. So they're going to have to sign up to get it. So yeah, definitely a quick and easy one. Absolutely. And the easiest way you can do this, I think the most effective way, and I know as a web designer, if there's any other web designers listening, they're going to want to shoot me over it, but it is with a pop-up because yeah. people can say they hate pop-ups all day long, but actually they still convert really high. The problem is people put all kinds of absolute fucking nonsense on pop-ups and that is the problem sorry guys you know sometimes I do drop a little s-bomb or an f-bomb on here so I've gone with it because I feel really passionately about it a pop-up is not for nonsense but if you are strategic about your offering if it's free shipping if it's 10% off anything like that that is exactly when a pop-up is appropriate yeah. because you want to grab their attention they're going to be like yeah I want 10% off whack in their email address done you've got the email they've got the discount everyone's happy in that situation Exactly. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, the next one is something that I have actually done for a client before, and it wasn't really one that I'd massively thought about, but I thought it was a brilliant one, um, was doing email automations as challenges. So there's many different ways you can do like, you know, five day challenge or seven day challenge or whatever that is. But one of the ways um, I helped client is with email automation. So, you know, they created a seven day challenge, which was of audios. And they basically did that across their emails for seven days, but that was set up via an automation, um, you know, so they didn't have to do anything. So apart from, you know, just creating that content and adding it to their email system, everything else was done. So it was a really quick and easy thing to do. 
Um, there's obviously hundreds of email marketing systems. I'm pretty sure every email marketing system has automations. And if it doesn't, you need to get a new one. You need <laughs> yourself yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. If it hasn't, then you need to find a new one. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, depending on what system you use, some you might have to, you know, increase your plan, for example, to be able to use it. But 100% it is so much like it's so worth it. So definitely, definitely something to do. I completely agree. And I remember when you told me about this the first time, I was like, I think this is such a cool yeah. idea. So I think obviously for your client's business, the audio delivery was super relevant, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't remember. I think you might have said what she did. She did like guided meditation. That's it. Yeah. So that's super relevant. But like in a different way, you could have the challenge completely written. You don't have to do audio. Or if you are really comfortable with video, for example, you yeah. can do video. Um, I even think you could probably take that one step further if you have done any kind of helpful content on TikTok or Instagram or whatever you yeah. could probably take those videos download them put them into the email automation put a bit of text around them to give them some context and send that out exactly yeah it's a really really easy one to do that um and kind of coming off the back of that because we are talking about challenges still yeah. um you can also deliver that in a Facebook group so I have done this before um a little while ago um actually works quite well it's the first time I released the SEO hive and I did like a five daily generation challenge um so it was kind of I kind of had a different approach with it I wasn't going for getting people on my email list which is mainly what we're talking about here but the goal was to get people to sign up for my SEO course so I was still using it as a lead magnet um I would say something like that in a Facebook group to be honest just to get someone on your email list is probably quite a lot of work yeah but if you have something else, like let's say you're bringing out a new service or you are bringing out a course or some sort of digital offering or a new product or what have you, you could go down that approach and do it on a Facebook group as well. But it is more work. You obviously have like the group management to consider and all that kind of stuff, too. So it's a good option. But again, email automations is probably a quicker, under, way, a quicker yeah. way of doing it. Yeah, less work. Um, oh. And then finally, within sort of this challenge realm, kind of, it's kind of linked, it's kind of not, but masterclasses, which is kind of like a challenge sequence, but condensed down to one masterclass. Now, again, you can deliver this by email or you could deliver it in a Facebook group. But again, like the workload is completely different. It's way easier on email. I have a masterclass at the moment that I recently brought out, which is six steps that you need to take before you create your website. And the goal behind this is to obviously encourage people who are interested in building their own website onto my email list because I share lots of tips on this. I have loads of different products um, and offerings that are suitable for this. So that's the goal of it. Um, but the creation of it is really, really simple. I've just filmed myself on Loom. I've literally just added the Loom Chrome extension. I'm sharing my browser screen. You've got me in the corner and I'm delivering the masterclass. Equally, you could do it on Zoom and just record the screen. Um, and then all you have to do is upload the video. Um, a lot of email marketing platforms, I think, will host the video for you. But if they don't, you could use something like YouTube and keep it hidden um, or Vimeo or upload it to your website. So again, you've got lots of options there. I would say that a masterclass, once you've planned it, if you're comfortable with talking about it, first of all, make sure it's a topic that you're really knowledgeable on. Um, if you're comfortable talking about it, like I am websites, like I could talk about website creation, website planning, development, all that kind of stuff all day long. Um, you can kind of just turn the camera on and go. It's a free offering. Yeah. You know, they're not paying for it. Don't put too much pressure on yourself over it. Um, 
But again, it works. If you look on Instagram, most people are doing some sort of workshop or masterclass. And that is because it works and people like to consume that way. So really recommend considering that. Yeah. And again, just going back to that point, a bit like we said on checklist, it's something you probably already do as your day to day process. So yeah. just think about those things and think of that, you know, value it can bring. And then it, you're ready to go. It is 100 so percent. It was actually in terms of like planning it, it was easier than a lot of other things that I've had to plan because I was just like, OK, well, what do I do before I create a website? What do I do with my clients when I onboard them? That's what I'm going to cover in the masterclass. Yeah. Um, so yeah does it's a really really easy one providing that you pick the right topic yeah definitely uh cool so then we've got um guides and ebooks um so basically these are just as they say um a book so it's often a bit of a longer um i guess like lead magnet so for example as an example i've created a ebook on the new google analytics 4 that's being changed over next year so i've basically created i think it's like i want to say it's nearly like 30 pages something ridiculous um i think that's insane for a lead magnet like that's so valuable i know i I was i know i was bigging up my own lead magnet but this i want to big up (laughs) amy's a little bit but i genuinely think you have to go and download this guys i've I've, amy showed me a little bit of it behind the scenes and it looks awesome it looks like it's got so much value in there yeah and obviously like that is an extreme in the respect of this is really like a a book on how to do something so it's a real step-by-step guide on setting something up and it's setting something up that you know is a little bit more complicated so it is going to be a bigger guide um but it doesn't have to be that it could be like a five-page book on how to start your business you know you need to start your business um the five key platforms you need to use to start a business like it doesn't have to be a massive um you know thing but that's just an example like that I can think of in terms of what an ebook could be and I know you've got an example as well yeah so when I first so the other thing that I brought out alongside my SEO checklist um I do have an SEO ebook but I technically so it's five pounds so it's not quite the same but it does actually work quite effectively as a lead magnet because it tends to be a real small starting point that people work with me who go on to work with me later on but when I first started my business I also brought out a how to start a website ebook and that was very similar to what Amy was describing in terms of like a simple five page ebook it shared some resources for different places you could buy a domain hosting that kind of thing um that also worked really really well didn't outperform my SEO checklist which is why I ended up not using it anymore but it was very very easy to create again because it's like a zone of genius topic for me it 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 kind of like the words just rolled out as I typed them um creation wise again I'm pretty sure Canva have got templates for this yeah, I was going to say it. Yeah, basically, just you, you know, whether it's you just writing something in that, like, you know, it could be that you just write it as a blog and then you just, you know, dress up the document so it's a bit more branded, or it could be like I say, um, how I've done in terms of like snippets and screenshots and step by steps, but easily, like, there's so many things on Canva you can use that, you know, if you don't have like a, you know, professional tool like Adobe or whatever. You could definitely use something like that. Absolutely. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to mention on this before we moved on, because neither of us have covered it off as a topic um, in terms of like guides and ebooks, is you could yeah. put together something like a glossary. 
Yeah. So that would be a really helpful resource for people to kind of check back to. And particularly if you're working like within SEO, Google ads, stuff like some of the things that Amy and I work in, a glossary is really helpful for people because there's a lot of jargon they don't understand yeah. about the industry. Something like if you're a social media manager, probably not so necessary, but definitely within more complex industries, it would be really helpful. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, then we've got templates. Now, there's a couple of ways that you can, I guess, class it as a template. Um, so I'll list a couple of like examples of what you could say as a template and then give you some further of like actual ones we've probably done. Um, but you've got things like swipe files, scripts, planners. Um, but basically, a template is anything that someone can take and then just tweak to their own business or brand so it could be that you've created a powerpoint template it could be that you've created a um word document template it could be that for example you've created a letter template um on a word document literally it's anything that someone can literally take um and utilize um a lot of templates that I see, which are probably really good in terms of like social media managers is like um, content templates. So like, you know, so you, like people have like launch plan templates where then people can just go and input, you know, what they've launched and then they've kind of got their content plan templated and they don't have to do much. So there's, you know, lots of different ways you can use templates. Um, an example of one that I've got is like a gold a goal planning template and I use this on Excel and basically all this is is then a sheet that allows you to be able to map out kind of like your um, intentions, yearly goals, monthly goals um, and then you know like things that might have to be carried over to the next month and so forth. So it's basically you know a template, something you can use to be able to create your own goals in your business um, but you know have a place that you can see it and keep accountable I guess yeah and again super easy to make because yeah. you can even take something you're already using in your business and just take your personal information out of it it's to do with your business or your clients and put that out as a template so if you're someone that is really organized likes to create all your own stuff like that you've probably already got something in your toolkit that you can really easily put out as a template because obviously before people work with you, they're probably DIYing it themselves. So for them, having a template from someone who's an expert is a really, really good investment, especially the free lead magnet. Yeah, again, and the template is, you know, it, like you say, it's easy. It's something you're probably already doing. You just need to break it down and put it into something that someone else can use as such. Yeah, absolutely. So the final one that we want to cover off is audits. Now, compared to pretty much everything else we have covered here, an audit is more specific to the business. It's going to be yeah. more time consuming for you to create it. However, my understanding of this, because I have not done it, but I know a lot of web designers that offer free website audits. And my understanding is that they are really high converting lead magnets because they've got that personal touch an investment in the business beforehand. Um, Amy and I were running through some different ways you could do an audit. You could do a free website audit, an SEO audit, a social media audit. Like you might say, I'll audit your first 10 Instagram posts or something like that. Um, branding, ads audits, um, basically anything where you can see what they're doing and it's it, there's not a huge barrier for you to be able to see. So for example, if you were 
an accountant, you probably wouldn't want to give someone a free audit. I mean, you could, but you would need access to so yeah. much that it would become very time consuming. But if they've got, if it's to do with anything kind of public and easily available to you, you can offer an audit on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like I say, we haven't, well, I know I personally haven't used it in a way of doing it, you know, via email. Um, we, I know we both use like mini audits, I guess, on TikTok. So you do like website audits and I do SEO audits yeah. as much. Um, but I guess you could, you, I guess you could utilize those examples of then doing it as a slightly bigger version where then you get their email for it as such. Um, yeah because we don't do that like this is what we were talking about before we started filming it like with TikTok I I do the reviews for content and like I guess like building my community and that kind of thing but and that works but it's lead generation in a completely different way to what all the other things that we've talked about here would do for you yeah cool um and then we do have one last one actually which is kind of I guess a roundup of what you can do with all of them Um, which is basically a resource library so we've obviously covered all the types of lead magnets you can do like you know and basically a resource library can be a place where you store all of these lead magnets and then get people to you know sign up to access that so instead of for example I obviously do marketing for lots of different things so I would have resources for lots of different things so if I knew that someone you know my audience don't just buy one thing instead of diverting them to an seo um guide or whatever i can then divert people to a resource library where they can get everything marketing related so that's another way you can utilize again like all these lead magnets you've created and i guess a way of like repurposing them so instead of feeling like you know you've got 10 lead magnets and you've got to continuously keep being like oh I've got this one and this one and that one and you know getting the messaging confusing I guess you could then just explain it in a way of saying I've got a resource library we've got x y and z in there come and you know sign up to to get access for example yeah and that and I I also used to have a resources library um I don't anymore mainly because I what I found was that as I expanded out the business and I was really learning what worked and what didn't I had a lot of things on there that I was like no one's really wanting this and what have you but I obviously so I don't have one right now but I just wanted to talk about the techie how you would actually set that up so the easiest way to set that up would to be link all of your resources on a page on your website and then password protect the page. And so then rather than sending the link, so with all of these lead magnets, typically someone will put in their email address and then they'll receive the lead magnet file from you in an email. Yeah. What you would do instead is send them the password to the resources library and then they'll be able to access it on your website. So you don't want to get into people having to create accounts and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Just have a password protected page on your site, which most platforms should offer. Yeah. So I think we should just cover off some key takeaways before we end this episode, um, because obviously we've given you a lot of information here and we've talked a lot about what you can do, what you can create, what's easy, what's not so easy. But we haven't really talked about your target audience and what they might want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) No, I was just going to say it's really important that you consider how they like to consume. So earlier on when we were talking about the email automations and the seven day challenges, if you have got a really big audience on, say, TikTok and you know that they really like watching your video content, 
I probably wouldn't then go and write an email automation sequence yeah. for them. I would make that at the very least audio based, ideally video, because you know that's how they like to consume your content. And the problem is when they've had an intimate connection with you on video elsewhere, if you then take them to a less intimate connection with you, sometimes that breaks that kind of bond and relationship you've built with them already in earlier stages of their journey with you. And it can create a bit of a disconnect. So try and keep it authentic to how you already are building relationships with customers and your audience. Definitely. And just on the kind of like considering um, as a kind of key takeaway, also consider what you are creating as a lead magnet, because like you've mentioned with the masterclass, um, you're doing something about websites. It was websites, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's something that people need to see. Um, so think about, you know, what you're actually trying to, yeah. you know, represent and how's the easiest way this going to be given to your audience? Like what's the easiest way that it's going to make sense? Because for example, with SEO, we know it's complicated. So if I then try to give you, you know, 2000 words to read about SEO, it wouldn't explain it. So that's something that has to be shown or is better shown. Um, so I think also consider what you're trying to, you know, give value in and what's the best way to do that. And another way you can look at that as well is like, okay, this is a really big topic. And although I want to help people with all of it, I'm not going to be able to in this way. So how do I pluck one little thing? So one thing that you want to consider with the lead magnet is ideally by the end of it, you want your audience to feel like they've accomplished something because the goal is for them to be like, wow, that was so good. And they gave it away for free. What is their paid stuff like? Exactly. So you want to make sure that you, that they are able to reach a goal. So you want to one, consider what your goals are with the lead magnet. Like who do you want to attract? why where are you going to send them and that's all stuff we're going to cover off in another lesson about how you move them from the lead magnet to a paid offer but then you also want to think about what their goal is mm -hmm. and how you make them reach it with what you're offering um so that they can see that value in working with you exactly um and then yeah again what's the like i think you've kind of covered it but you know what's the audience's goal from the lead magnet so like you say they want to get value at the end of it they want to be able to you know take action and do something so make sure that your lead magnet is you know allowing them to do that and leading on from that amy and i obviously have our lead magnets that we've mentioned in this episode and if any of them sound like something that is going to help you achieve your goals then we will link them in the show notes for you so if you want amy's goal planning template if you want to grab my seo checklist or masterclass, anything that we have mentioned basically if you want amy's google ads ebook obviously we've mentioned loads we've obviously been around the block a little bit i know <laughs> but you have to when you're in marketing you have to trial and that's one thing to keep in mind is if you make a lead magnet it doesn't convert as well or no one signs up for it or whatever like don't take that as a bad sign you might have just not got it quite right or you not might have been marketing it in the right place don't be discouraged this is a tactic that most, in fact, anyone large within the business industry is using this in their marketing strategy. So it works. You just have to find what works for you. But feel free to take inspiration from Amy and I and the lead magnets that we are going to link in the show notes for you. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy listening, guys, and this has given you some inspiration for your own lead magnet. If you have any questions, then please do reach out to us on socials. And like I've said, any links of anything mentioned within this episode will be linked in the show notes.